Okay, we are back to episode, is this three or, uh, I think this is episode number four, four. that we've had so Quattro. far on the podcast with Josh Feuerstein and Adam Sostin. We got a lot of stuff to cover today. Adam, uh, uh, how's your bladder doing, buddy? Just want to make I'm sure. I'm doing okay. Right. Just I got just, back just from the PP room. He literally just got back from the PP room. Here's what we're talking about this today, three different items. By the way, it's good to be back with you. I know a lot of you guys, uh, even we have, I, we got to give a shout out to the guy that started his own account. What's the name of the account? Uh, Adam's, Adam's Family. family. <laughs> Adam's Family. There's an account called Adam's Family. Shout out to you. If you're watching this, put a thumbs up and share this. We got some uh, great topics we're getting into. One is going to be Uber, Lyft. Wait till you hear what happened with Uber and Lyft, which is not surprising. But I hope they stick to their decision. We'll talk about which companies have the most cash, which country has the most reserves, and then an article came out, which is quite surprising on how they measured this on thousand different markers. What are the five best countries to raise a family in, the five worst countries to raise a family in? The big fight that's going on right now between Apple uh, Store and Fortnite, which, uh, Kai, you may want to get that commercial prepared in case if we want to show the commercial. And then uh, 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 what if I told you can go to AMC and watch movies for 15 cents? And then obviously we got some stuff, a war going on between Clay Travis and Mark Cuban over viewership, NBA viewership, Fox News. We'll talk about that as well. And then I got some other data. And by the way, we may also pick our playoffs teams. Who's going to win it? NBA. At the end, NBA championship. And I got a box here in a minute. Once we hit about three, 400 people live, I'm going to reveal to you what's in this box. And we may open that box. Once we crack a thousand, I think our biggest live we've ever had is 815. So having said that, gentlemen, let's get right into it. So we talked about this last week, maybe even this week, where we talked about Uber and Lyft. This they week, were yes. upset about the fact that California mm -hmm. mandates that they move their employees from 1099, their drivers, to W-2. Mm -hmm. And you and I talked about it a little bit, and you said, what's the benefit of being W-2, the benefits, all this other stuff? And I said, the person that's going to get the worst hit is who? The we customer. The customers. So here's what happened. Uber and Lyft. You ready for this? Uber and Lyft might be leaving the state of California. Okay, let me say this one more time. They might be leaving the state of California. Uber and Lyft have lost their bid to delay a preliminary injunction that will force the two-ride hailing app companies to reclassify drivers as employees of California Superior Court Judge denied Thursday. The companies request to delay the order from going into effect August 20th as this legal Challenges are taking place. Uber and Lyft are also aiming to build support for Prop 22, a measure that voters will have a chance to approve or reject in the November 20 uh, November elections. Anyways, long story short, these guys are just saying we cannot do it. The measure says drivers must receive earnings guarantee of at least 120% minimum wage. Let me say that one more time. Yeah. This says the drivers must receive earnings guarantee of at least 120% of minimum wage while on the job. 30 cents per mile for expenses, a healthcare stipend, occupational accidental insurance for on-the-job injuries, protection against discrimination and sexual harassment and automobile accident and liability insurance. That's what's going on right now in the state of California. So, Adam, I'm going to go to – I typically would go to Josh first, but I'm going to go to you first here. So what do you think about Uber and Lyft deciding to leave California? So who takes the biggest hit now? Yeah, I mean, this is something that we obviously discussed in depth last episode and um i'm not gonna say i was wrong but i just had a different perspective than you obviously you being a ceo you know a lot more about having w2 employees versus 1099 i was under the assumption that more drivers would want these benefits 
That was my assumption. All right, like I'm a 1099. I'm yeah. just, you know, willy-nilly doing my own thing. Uh, come and go as I please. Some of these things are actually, I would assume, for a lot of drivers, something they would want, right? More than minimum wage, 120%. Yeah. 30 cents on the mile for expenses. Healthcare stipend. Occupational accident. These are all good things. But I didn't factor in the fact that, you know, Uber and Lyft are fighting tooth and nail against having this. And more and more drivers, I think we looked at it, it was like, what, 80% of drivers are um, no, it was drive 12, full-time? 12, what, what is it? 12% are full-time. The 12% rest are, are so, Okay, yeah. so 12% are full-time. 88 or not. They're so part-timers. Okay, so yep. meaning they technically drive less than 40 hours. So I guess, I mean... It's it, this is an open-ended question. Obviously, there's going to be a debate in November. I mean, uh, election in November. Yep. But um, you know, I, obviously, you as a major capitalist, if Uber leaves California, what does Lyft do? Do they benefit? Do they pick oh, up the pieces? They're both leaving. Is that for sure? That's that's yes. they might leaving. they might be. No, no, right? they're both leaving because econo- Okay, so here's what we have to realize: what's happened during the coronavirus. Okay, let, let's just even take you to a whole different place. Right. During the coronavirus. Uber's lost 67% of their revenues. Q2 over Q, down. Q2 2020 to Q2 2019, Uber's down 67%. Let me kind of unpack what 67% means. Please do. Say you're making $100,000 a year at your job, yeah. okay? You're not making $33,000 a year. What's life look like? Mm. Not so good. Now, is that a dramatic difference mm. in lifestyle? Of course. That's what happened to Uber. Wow. So people forget that these are companies that are trying to pay salaries, benefits, you know, uh, support, customer service, constant advancement in technology, cybersecurity, fighting off people that are trying to get into your servers, trying to make the experience. I mean, there's lawsuits. Uber's probably dealing with thousands of lawsuits on a daily basis. You have to hire attorneys at 800 bucks an hour times 100 hours times 1,000 cases. People don't think about those types of mm-hmm. things that these companies go through. All they think about is rich people. This is what they want to do. So the, the part that concerns me is the following. Let me tell you what would upset me. So you said something. You said, you know, uh, uh, I was surprised that more people didn't want to go to W-2. Why wouldn't you want to go to W-2, right? I mean, there's all these benefits. Okay, Adam, that's the problem with politicians. The problem with politicians is the following. The problem with politicians is they assume they know what's best for you. Hmm. They assume what's best for you. So meaning, hey, what you deserve is W-2. Dude, I don't want it. No, but that's what you deserve. I'm telling you, I don't want that. And this is a case of that happening in the state of California. You know, some of these Uber drivers just want to be left alone. They want to drive. They don't want anybody to bother them. They want to be able to say, I don't want to do this. I want to do eight hours a week, four hours a week. And for them to do something like this and hurt the company. You know, when when Trump first lowered the taxes, remember when Trump lowered the taxes and capital gains, you know, we went from 35 to 23 percent and all of these other things disappeared. We came to the state of Texas. And I had that meeting when I sat at the employees and I brought everybody here. And I said, for every month you've been here, you're gonna get a $100 bonus, okay? And they said, excuse me? I said, for every month you've been here, you're gonna get a $100 bonus. If you've been here for nine months, guess what? $900. You've been here for 11 months, $1,100. You've been here for three months, $300. You've been here for 15 years, boom. People people (laughs) are crying, they're emotional. This is so great. I said, don't thank me. Why are you thanking me? I I can't change the tax laws. Only one guy can change the tax laws. It's the guy that got elected. If you want to thank anybody, thank him. Because he allowed me to have more money to invest into you and pass it down to you. Politicians don't realize the more you hurt companies, companies are only dealing with 100 pennies in a dollar. That's Mm -hmm. the one thing people don't understand. 
Once the politicians understand that part, then businesses and politicians can work together. But what, what Josh, was um, what was uh, Ronald Reagan's famous quote? The scariest thing uh, to hear is, "I'm from the government and I'm here to help." Yeah, he, he said the greatest day of the year is uh, uh, Independence Day, which is uh, July Fourth uh, of July, right? Yeah. He said the worst day of the year says Republicans' favorite day is Fourth of July. Democrats' favorite day is what? April fifteenth. April fifteenth. You know, so <laughs> tax. I just want to tax, 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 right? So. But by the way, even John F. Kennedy, if you go back to when John F. Kennedy lowered taxes, everybody's like, what are you doing to lower taxes? You know what John F. Kennedy said when he lowered taxes? He says, this is your opportunity to go save money for your family. Mm -hmm. There is nothing wrong with lowering taxes to take care of the families. It's just California politicians today just don't get it. Josh, what do you think? I'm not going to even talk as a conservative. I'm going to talk as a capitalist, okay? Here's, here's my issue. Anytime that you have the government step in to a situation like this, which is supposed to be a free market and begin to regulate stuff. This is why regulation kills innovation, okay? You see it in the cancer industry, you see it uh, in technology. The more that you regulate something, yes. the more that you kill all of the, the, the innovation, which is really one of America's greatest things. It's what makes us special is that we are what? A land of innovators. We innovate, we create technology, we change the world through innovation. But the problem is, is that when you got people, particularly on the left, and there's conservatives there too, and I'm, I'm gonna call them out here in a second, because if you go and regulate something as, as world shattering and world changing as Uber and Lyft uh, model, which now employs people that are not cab drivers. It allows everyday Americans to make that little extra money that they need to driving from here to here without buying a overpriced medallion from the government, okay? Mm -hmm. Which again, remember, that's why New York City hated stinking going um, with Uber and, 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 and Lyft because who was selling the medallions to the taxi drivers? New York City, right. For a million dollars. Yeah, Do you realize ridiculous. a million bucks to buy an, a medallion to drive a cab? That's insane. So that million dollars, yeah. they have to now make it back by doing what? Putting that in the cab fare, right? Absolute insanity. But the problem is, is that when you start regulating the free market, it kills innovation. And the problem there is who is over the regulations. Pat said it earlier, politicians. But who controls politicians? Usually your competitor. So let me give you a little uh, example. Who fought tooth and nail against Tesla? All right. I don't think people realized how much er, how much regulation there was on Tesla. They said Tesla's not allowed to, allowed to have dealerships. They can't have a car dealership. Who was it? The auto industry? Who was fighting against them? No, the it was Ford, oil. The GM? Oh, oil. It's oil. Big oil, oil buddy. Bro, the second that 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 Toyota started coming out with a hybrid, you started seeing all this random bullcrap. Now look, we all understand the world in the realm of media. Okay, so we know how it can be manipulated. We watch it happen. We hate it. We it disgust us, but we know how to manipulate and how how media is manipulated. So now you have oil and all all these guys that want to launch an attack against uh, someone. So what? So there's media, but then they can go to the politicians and say, "Hey, we're big oil," and I'm talking to my conservative constituents now. We're big oil. All right. So enough with all that green mamsy pamsy. Come on, this is red-blooded America, <laughs> all right? So I'm going to stick a couple dollars right back here in your pocket, but you need to make sure to vote against that Tesla and that, and that green energy initiative. Now, look, why would we not want to make the world a better place with green technology mm. and green energy? Why? 
Okay, and dude, I got cowboy boots on. All right, I got a yeah, flipping camo hat. The, all right, I'm a hundred percent Texas. All right, but if you've got an industry that's able to go in any case, so all that coming back to Uber and Lyft, who do I think is behind it? I don't know. Could the taxi industry be shoving a little something? Because think, or could the Democrats, not to get political, but could the Democrats be saying, hey? We've tried everything to stop people from going back to work because we need to hurt this economy in order to get people to vote a certain way. And start thinking about how many people, one out of the three of us sitting here, one out of 33% of this crew right here, Ubers to work. What happens now when you start hurting the worker that doesn't even have a way to get to work? Because we know that there's not enough cabs to get people to work. I mean, I don't know. It's stinking reeks of um, There has to be cronies. politics involved behind this. Because in no way logically does this make sense. Forget about, you know, being able to reason with these guys. You, it doesn't seem to work in the state of California. But I hope, I, listen, I hope, I pray that Uber and Lyft stay strong and say we are leaving. I hope. Because if they don't, if they don't, if Uber says, okay, We'll bow down to the state of California. Be ready for a phone call from New York, mm-hmm. Illinois, and other states coming around the corner. If they bow down to California, everybody else is coming. Next. Now, do you think that, I mean, one of these companies is going to have to make a move first. It's not like they're going to call each other and like, let's do it together, oh, I, guys. I think like they Uber's to, going to go first. No, no, no. I think they have to do it together. Boom. Like I think unison. Uber, I think Uber, Uber and Lyft become a team at this point. Yes. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, all these guys have to come together. They, they, listen, there are certain times where companies unite, and they say, look, it, it happens in the insurance industry. All the, the yeah. Rule 151, you know, it's going to index annuities, index universal life. Yeah. You see all of these FMOs and carriers come together. Your enemies, what happened to you? Uber and Lyfting to unite. I mean, like you've said a million times, my enemy's enemy is my friend, right? I mean, so we can talk about that in, in multiple facets Dude, here I, on, the, on today. So, Pat, here's, here's, here's actually an interesting point. It's funny because when when you get a common enemy and you have people that are in the same industry, I'm 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 seeing it now. I'm dealing with the situation in Arizona with all these charter schools. Okay, now let me back up and say this: I believe every every school in America should be a charter school because then that makes you compete. Your school has to be better than the next school to get people to to come there, and the money follows the student. Okay, but you're dealing right now in Arizona with all of these liberal leftists saying no more charter schools you shouldn't get school choice what kind of bull crap is that but what's interesting is you're watching all the charter schools they're coming together and saying i realize that we compete for students but if we don't flip and bind together right now we all have to come together and fight this There's together no question about it. you're going to start seeing it you're going to see competitors becoming uh, uh yeah. wearing the friends. same color jersey yeah. I, I see you i see uber and left team and up. By the way, another thing that's taking place that's similar to this, slightly different because it's not against politicians, but it's against a very powerful empire, is Apple against Fortnite. Hmm. Okay, so Fortnite <laughs> was trying to figure out a way to not pay the 30% fee that you have the to tax. pay on Apple. So, yeah. for example, if, if you buy a product off an app, Apple has to keep 30%. You spend $1,000, guess what? $300 is going to Apple, right? And the same goes with Google, with the Android, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So 
Fortnite's going back and forth. So like, we kind of don't like this thing. You know, it kind of sucks. And by the way, they don't know that Google last year, I think, paid $12 billion to Apple just to say, hey, we want a relationship with Apple because we know you have the apps. And just so you know, Amazon spends another 10 or $12 billion just giving Apple money every year to allow them to use the app. So, yes. So they can be on the app they, store? Exactly. They just want to be on the, so, the, of course. the, the iPhone the way, app store. The wow. gaming industry, you know how much gaming industry made Apple last year on apps alone? How many well, billion? How much you think it is? What do you think the number is? I mean, Actually, at this I want point, you these numbers are numbers. absurd. How much, they, how much money they made on gaming? $46 billion. Wow. I was going to say $100 billion. I was off way of off. apps. Yeah, ridiculous. apps is what you're talking ridiculous. about. That's a lot of money. Now, keep this in mind. How much of their, their top line uh, 4.6%. I mean, their top line revenue? No, their top line or revenue is... Then it's fine. No, their top line revenue... You can pull up what their uh, uh, revenues is. I mean, it's a it's a fairly significant portion. The, Apple probably has a $400 billion revenue, $350 billion revenue, but he can pull it up right now just to see. Just pull up Apple's revenue. Uh, uh, just type in Apple. Apple 2020 revenue. revenue. Apple revenue. There you go. Way to go, Kai. Six, go up a little bit right there. Breaks it down for you. Kai, can you just go up? Just stay where you were at right there. Click on that. Right Kai's there. got the hardest job, man. This guy can't it's, it's, get uh, Googling right. Okay, so Apple's making a lot of money. Love the whole guys. point is they're making a lot of money. Let's just keep it. Okay, hey, guys, breaking news. Down. Apple's doing okay. Go Apple's going to be okay. Kai couldn't find out right well there. they're doing. Open. But Apple's not going out okay. of business. Breaking. So the point is $46 billion is coming from a gaming. Okay, so now watch what happens here. Watch what happens here. So the two companies are at war, okay? And Apple, Apple versus who? Apple against Fortnite. And, and who owns Fortnite? What is it? Epic Games. Oh, Epic Games. Yeah. Okay, so, gotcha. But but here's what happened. Apple said, "You trying to get the thirty percent to not have to pay for it? No problem. You're off Apple. You're no mm. longer going to be an Apple." Guess who follows the next day? Android. Android follows yeah. the next day. So now both Android and Apple, you can no longer get Fortnite. So Fortnite sees this, yeah. and what do they do? They come up with this commercial. Kyle, want you. Show us this commercial that Fortnite just came up with. Way to go, Kai. So it's the Apple commercial on the bottom right. They're making fun of Apple, saying you forgot who you were. Games has defied the App Store monopoly. In retaliation, Apple is blocking Fortnite from a billion devices. Join the fight to stop 2020 from becoming 1984. Hashtag free Fortnite. Which, by the way, both are genius marketing No campaigns. doubt about it. Yeah, but, by the way, the, the right. bottom right commercial is known as the greatest commercial of all time. Oh, yeah. When I was sitting down with Steve Wozniak wow. interviewing him, you know how much they spent on that commercial each day? Were, they both didn't have a lot of money. Okay, when that came out, they hadn't yet sold Jobs and Wozniak, you're Jobs saying? Jobs and Wozniak. I had at Wozniak at an event, I think, in 2010. I said, how much you spent on that commercial? He said, I had to put up 400000 Jobs had to put up another 400000 that we didn't have to do that commercial. I said, let's just do it. We did it. It became the greatest commercial of all time, oh, okay, yeah. to produce this commercial. Think about that. Think about the ROI on that commercial. So huh? now Fortnite is saying, hey, Apple, you now are becoming exactly who you said you were going up against. Ooh. So in this battle, Josh, I'm going to turn it over to you in a minute. No, 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 no. 
a a, 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 a value tainer just let us know 260 billion 260 billion top line revenue okay thank you uh, kai i'm sorry thank you to our tainer. value tainer research committee <laughs> so kai's now got a staff all the, it's called the kai's got a staff kai tainers <laughs> there, there is audience. <laughs> okay so check this out so these guys are going at it Fortnite saying screw you apple is saying you don't want to be on our app no problem google follows apple go at it do whatever you want to do who wins here who loses because Fortnite just filed a lawsuit against these guys saying there's a monopoly. Who wins here? I, personally, from the marketing standpoint, me as a marketer, from the marketing standpoint, Fortnite wins the marketing war, mm -hmm. okay, in my opinion. But I think we all know that Google is still the big daddy, and they're going to give them a little spanking. Now, it'll be interesting to see what happens in court. Anything can happen in court. And, Pat, here's the one thing. Here's the beauty of America. Okay, the beauty of America is this, okay? Everybody loves an underdog. And when you get a jury in there, if this is seen before a jury, I can tell you this, is that Fortnite is gonna paint themselves as an underdog. But let me tell you what this does to the Fortnite community, as a marketer, okay? What this does to the Fortnite community is it says, hey guys, we're taking this game to real life because Fortnite is about building a clan, yeah. building a tribe, building a team, and going to war with other people. To me, it's such genius marketing because they're saying, hey, we're going to have a real-world experience, and you guys are all going to get to be part of this. And I think it it brings the Fortnite clan together, and it makes them feel unified. Like they're Yeah, dude, um, from a marketing perspective, like I don't play video games. I don't know Fortnite from from anything, from, from Adam. I don't. I couldn't tell you any what the top games are. You know, NBA, 2K, whatever, whatever. What I will say from a layman's perspective, Fortnite is the talk of the town right now. So, I assume they're gonna figure out a way to and weasel bro, their way through to some, get more downloads. Yeah. Some nerd in their basement came up with the idea of Fortnite, and it's probably a very rich person right nerd now. Nerd alert! No, yeah, congratulations. Thirteen billion dollar so company. Here, here's my bigger question. Okay, kudos to Fortnite. I mean, they crushed it. But, I mean, you interview a lot of mafia-type people. I mean, you're tight with, you know, the, how do you correlate this 30% tax or, you know, spiff or however you want to call it, this, you know, to the mafia-esque type thing? Is this just their business model? Is this a monopoly? What's the bigger perspective with this Apple 30% fee? Who has a better platform for app developers outside of Apple? Nobody. Who who gives you a billion users Nobody. with devices? Mm -hmm. Who gives it to you? Who has built a platform that big that you can take advantage of? So, for example, when somebody says, you know, well, you know, I just, I don't know, man, you know, I, I, you know, I can go create content for myself and I can go do all this other stuff. You can go create content for yourself, mm -hmm. sure. But if you're coming to an audience, there's a benefit to it. So you can start from scratch or you can have an audience, right? right. So when you go want to create an audience somewhere, you're already coming into an audience. Apple's got the biggest audience. You don't have to go develop an app there. Go create an app on BlackBerry if you want. They won't take 30%. <laughs> go create your There's a fee app. for, for um, Buddy, if you're going into the biggest sure. party that you're going to be connected with all the who's who that are going to buy your product, mm -hmm. don't bitch about it. Do not bitch about it. Now, what you could do is the yeah. following. Here's what I would do if I'm Fortnite. I would go to Apple and I would say, look, let's work together. Can we create some tiers? If I bring this much to you, let's drop that 30 to 20. 
and let's drop it to 10. And what do I need to do to just pay you a check every year instead of having to do it this but way? But if Fortnite does that, now every single company is going to be but doing that, right? But that's what Google is doing. And Google themselves want their app on Apple. Let me say that one more time. Yeah. Google wants their apps on Apple, right? Mm -hmm. So if Google is doing it and they're an enemy, you got to do it. These guys have to understand. This is the big boys club. Apple, like the same thing with Sonos CEO that said, I don't like what they're doing. You know, they're lowering our prices. Mm -hmm. And then Amazon comes... I hope Amazon comes out and says, Sonos, you can no longer sell your stuff on, on Amazon. So there's a part of that that's competition and platform, and that's what Apple and Amazon have built. Let me ask you another question. Yeah. What's, I mean, obviously, uh, Apple, uh, Google, uh, Microsoft, they were all just in Congress, what, last week, yep. two weeks ago, just yep. getting grilled over Monopoly. What would stop Apple from saying, all right, we were charging you 30%, now it's 40%. What is it? What, what could, would stop them from they saying? They could do it. Yeah, that's what they, I'm saying. Now it's 50%. But what I'm now saying Now it's 80%. They could do it. Exactly. They what, what's stopping them? You have the choice to go build a better platform. That's mm -hmm. what's going to end, end up happening. People have to realize, Sears used to be a juggernaut. Where is Sears? Nowhere. The, 1962 and a half is called the Super Saving Center of the Year. 1962, 1962. and a half. Okay? okay? Is the year where Kmart came out, Walmart came out, Target came out, Costco came out. Sears it's called too. the Super yeah. Saving Center of the Year, wow. 1962 and a half. So when they came out, five years later, how many stores do you think Kmart had? How many stores do you think Walmart had? Let me ask this question one more time. 1962 and a half is called the Super Savings Year, right? Mm -hmm. Where these massive centers came out. Five years later, how many stores do you think Kmart had? How many stores do you think Walmart had? Josh, what do you think? Five years later, how many did Kmart have? How many did Walmart have? Well, I'd say Kmart's 80% of that market. He's right. Yeah, I K would say Kmart had more stores for sure back then. Kmart had 250. How okay. many do you think Walmart had? 50. Nine. 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 Where's Kmart today? Yeah. Extinct. Out of business. Where's yeah. Walmart today? Blowing up. Blowing Shop up. there every Sunday. 2.3 million employees, They're giving right? food away. But here's the point. Here's the point yeah. to you. Here's the point to you. The moment Walmart got cocky, who showed up? Amazon. Amazon. Right. But guess what Walmart did? Here's what Walmart did, which you got to give them credit. Walmart sat there and says, listen, man, we got to learn from these guys. Yeah, we got to go online, baby. They get, and yeah. they did. And of they course. pivoted properly. And they're now competing. Now the number yeah. one competitor to Amazon is who? Walmart. Walmart. Okay, yeah. so what's, what am I saying to you here? What I'm saying to you here is when you have a partner like that, strengthen the partnership. However, if Apple does decide to go to 40% and 50% to bully, mm -hmm. get ready to see another platform being created because that's the beautiful thing about capitalism. Yeah. When Groupon first came out, do you remember Groupon when it first came out? Yeah, of course. The guy became a $6 billion man on the cover of Forbes magazine, and everybody was talking about this guy at 32 years old. It's a genius. Groupon's going to be a $200 billion company. Mm -hmm. What happened afterwards? He was doing a 50-50 spiff, meaning you're the restaurant. I bring Adam in. You're going to do a 50-50, which means you're going to give them a discount. And under whatever is left, I'm going to keep 25%. And you're going to keep 25%. Okay, that was a spiff with uh, Groupon. The customer saves 50%. And we're but but you and I are splitting the other 50-50. Right. You're going to give it to me is what you're going to give Got it to, it. right? So then uh, 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 something choice came out. I, I don't remember the next one that came out. And then the next one that came out. And the next one came out. And then what the market said. Market said the Groupon model is not going to last a long time. Then there was 50 of them out there mm -hmm. in the marketplace. So uh, the difference here is... Someone is going to compete with Apple, but somebody better start early because at this point of the game, Apple does, in a way, have a monopoly when it comes down to uh, uploading apps. Here's a little interesting fact. Thanks, Value Tanner. 
and I literally just confirmed it. This is a little, little bit scary. I want to take a wild guess at who owns a majority share of Fortnite? China. China. China owns 40% of Fortnite through a company called Tencent. Well, Tencent, I mean, they're massive, right? They're like... So what's your point, though? Are you going somewhere with this, or are you... I'm because sa- that's, that's incredible to know that, but what's, what, where so are you going with that? my point is this. Why is it we've seen with TikTok, and now with Fortnite, played with what? Or played by who? Mostly kids. We ain't playing Fortnite, all right? It's mostly Gen Z, Kai millennial, is. maybe Kai, okay? Why, like, when is America going to realize that China is taking a huge interest in our young people? In, in our generations, in their data. like. By, by the way, let me ask you a question. How many of you guys watching this right now play Fortnite? If you if you play Fortnite, comment below and let us know if you play Fortnite. And do me a favor, put your age right next to it. So you say, yes, I play Fortnite. I'm 42. I'm 38. I'm 22. If you can comment below. Do that, yeah. Uh, 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 and then put male or female because that's for Adam. Adam wants to know who the I'd female like to know Fortnite who that. players are. Shout out to you're, all you're, our... You're not speaking to the mic. Yeah. Hey, shut... I, I'm, I'm see what we got here. being extremely serious. Shout out to all the value tainers in the comment section that continually just put all of this incredible info in the feed. Like, yeah, it's very. Well, they're engaged. But, this is what we call it, engaged Luis, audience. We Luis, thank you. Do you play Fortnite? Yes, sir. You do. Yes, How sir. often? I play every weekend. Every weekend. <laughs> <Sam, laughs> <Dang, Luis. laughs> what do you like about the game? Is it pretty addicting? <laughs> I like that I can. I can. I, my friends are out of state. Yeah. So I can connect with them and we can have fun together. Oh, that's, that's kind of cool. And it's Kai, a camaraderie how, thing. Kai, yeah. you play Fortnite? How much does Fortnite cost you per month? Fortnite doesn't cost me very much unless I see something. So Fortnite is free. Every every time you see it updated, so it's Wi-Fi, whatever. But are you, do you have to buy weapons? Do you have yeah, to buy stuff or purchases? If they, if, like, they come out with different styles, and if you like the style, you can purchase it. How but much is the money? Like, last 12 months. Matter of fact, how much have you total spent on Fortnite total ever? Spent, I, for, I spent $50 right Total now. ever? Total. How about you, Kai? Oh, okay, okay, got okay. it. Now, I know, I know Luis, some people that really spend that money. money buddy. Okay, watch this. Hold Here's on. what we're seeing the viewership. We got 27-year-old. The, the average Fortnite player spends about $84.67, uh, I believe, a month on it. A month? Well, the minimum purchase is $10 to get a, the minimum amount of V-Bucks is what they call it. And so what do you get when you're spending this 10 12 20 bucks? You get skins, like uh, different skins? players. Different uh, looks of players. By the way, to be honest with you, the average person watching this right now that's uh, plays Fortnite is about 25, 30 years old. Okay. 25, 30. This isn't a a 10, 12 year old. No, this is not. I mean, one guy said his kids, 7 and 12, are playing it. Let me see who this was. That's the 7. Elevate. You're 25? Yeah, 25. 25 and playing. Okay, sounds good. So this good. is so, a 25-year-old so, thing. Wow. So, so, but who wins here? I mean, that's the biggest question. Who wins here? Who wins here? So if China owns these guys. Not these guys' girlfriends, I'll tell if, you that much. If China owns these, well, nowadays, it's the craziest thing is video games. It's uh, it's uh, becoming a way to meet people as well. Something, uh, 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 it, they are they are definitely meeting each other through oh, bro, Fortnite as bro, well. Bro, they, they, they dress up in costumes and go to conventions Very as avatars. Weird. There's you would like, enjoy it. I think you would. I think Adam I've been, to, I've been to a Comic Con. I've been to this thing before. I've, I've seen all this action. Okay, but that's but, a whole other world. But I tell you one thing. He just said right now. He said China owns forty percent of uh, China owns forty percent of uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, uh, Fortnite. Here's an interesting stat. Okay, countries with the highest cash reserves hmm. in foreign currency reserves. You ready? 
countries with cash reserves, foreign currency reserves. So, uh, Kai, this is saying how much cash that country has. Yes? Yes. Kai, yes. Okay, so watch this. Number 10 is Brazil. Number 9 is South Korea. Number 8 is India. Then it's Hong Kong. Then it's Taiwan. Then it's Saudi Arabia. Then it's Russia. Then it's Switzerland. Then it's Japan. You know who's first place? China's first place. China. By a mile. You know who's not on that list? U.S. is not on that list. I tell, you, I tell you one thing here. You got to realize, man. I, the one thing that the debate can be talked about as much as people want to talk about it, cash is as king as it can be, and U.S.'s financials don't look too good. If, if you had to look at which country is a better investment advisor, let me say this one more time. So meaning, which country is a better investor? Not, not, not from the people standpoint, but from the government standpoint. Which one's done a better job with the money of the uh, government? It's definitely not U.S. Okay. Dude. Uh, it's, it's definitely not disgusting. U.S. Thanks, politicians. Yeah. 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 Thanks to politicians. That's yeah. the point. It's disgusting. Thanks to politicians. China's done better with the money that they've made than anybody else has done. So when you are saying, like, uh, you know, we talked about Armenia last episode, that uh, China just put a $15 billion deal into Armenia. And then we talked about the fact that they put $150 billion into uh, uh, Saudi, uh, into Iran, is the deal that they just signed to put stuff into Iran. What do you think about what happened? Why don't you tell us about what happened with Trump yesterday with Israel and uh, United? Why don't you take the lead on that topic right there? I don't know that I'm the most qualified to take the lead, but yesterday uh, UAE and uh, Israel signed a historic, historic peace deal, which to me is big because obviously Israel uh, and the the Muslim world, for the most part, have just not gotten along for obvious reasons. Uh, But they are now the third country, and I think probably the largest, actually, that have now signed a peace treaty with Israel, including... Air travel, commerce, yep, I saw that. and embassies in each other's uh, countries. Which is very big for it's these two huge, nations. It's huge, yes. huge. Because remember, too, is if you put an embassy, you put an embassy in their capital, right? Yep. And what's the capital now, thanks to Trump? Jerusalem. Yeah. Jerusalem. All right? So literally, by virtue of doing this, these Muslim countries are now conceding that Jerusalem People is- have to realize how impossible this is. Like, this is not— This is. This is uh, a very, very, uh, like something you will never see. Oh, this will never happen. There's no way. This is one of those things. They said this is never going to take place. The media is silent about it, though, as far as Trump doing it. Well, they have to. But but Joe Biden did comment on it. I don't know if you saw what Joe Biden said about it. Joe Biden said this is a very, very big deal of what took place. Uh, uh, He gave a lot of credit to what took place. But he also did say that it's because it was started during the Obama and Biden administration. Oh, my goodness. That's what he said. That that little jab. Yeah, he had to little jab. Three points with this. Go for uh, it. If you don't mind. So Josh made up a good point. This is the third country. These things happen every 20, 30 years or so. I think it was 1979. Egypt was the first one. Egypt borders Israel. And then uh, 1994 under Clinton, I believe. It was Jordan uh, who also borders Israel. And then it's been since 94, now all the way to 2020, now with the, with the UAE. This, I mean, these things happen every 20-something years or so. So, I mean, impossible? No. Does it take forever? Is it hard to do? Yes. It's pretty historic. People obviously, you know, don't want to give Trump his due. I'll give him his due on this one for sure. Um, it always goes back to your point. Uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Who's the common enemy here? Iran. 
So um, Iran is uh, with both of them. I mean, it's, well, that's it's, what I'm saying. Yeah. That's the common enemy right there. So, so let, let me let me push back just a little part on this happens every 20 to 30 years. One, you're right, it does. But let's look at a Trump presidency, okay? And tell me after I say these two things that he does not deserve the Nobel Peace Prize, okay? He got the UAE and Israel, an Islamic country, and Israel to sign a peace accord, and then. He, President Trump, got South Korea and North Korea to come together. In fact, Trump, with his big old pumpkin swinging between his legs, did what no other pansy president would do. He walked there to the line of North Korea, no Secret Service agents or nothing, and he went and said, I'm going to show you exactly how much of a man I am. And he stuck out and he shook his hand with no Secret Service agents, he walks over into North uh, Korea. I mean, how is this not historic as far as a president? Does he not deserve his face on Mount Rushmore for putting together world peace unlike any president that we've had? I, I, I appreciate where you're going with this. It, it is a stretch beyond, especially since you threw that Rushmore thing in there. Uh, you just had to add that Rushmore in there. I mean, I could have agreed with you, Josh. I really could have. And then you threw the Rushmore thing in there. And hey, the whole thing was a house of cards and it came falling down. But, I mean, yeah, respect to Trump for doing things that uh, past presidents haven't done. I mean, you still got crazy Kim Jong-un out there, you know, little rocket man doing his thing. I don't know if anything actually has happened other than, you know, they've been sending love letters to each other. But, yeah, he, he's doing some shit. I'll give you credit. Nobel Peace Prize, Mount Rushmore. I don't know about all that, but Bro, he is doing some stuff. How do you not give a man a Nobel Peace Prize? Listen, listen, for... we don't get to turn this in the Nobel Prize Committee. I mean, we get it. You're a Trump fan. You think he's done a good job, and I'll give you respect on that. So they're going to give one to little that little Hansel and Gretel 15-year-old girl? <laughs> uh, don't for... be talking trash about a, about a little kid, bro. Yeah, I, You know, I don't know. But interesting little side note that we've never uh, covered. Hansel and Gretel. The government of South Dakota, the state of South Dakota, has actually told the news that the Trump administration has already contacted them about getting Trump on Mount Rushmore. Stop it with Dude. this Mount Rushmore. By the way, no, by, by, the way by the way, let me let me let me bring something up when he's talking about Nobel yeah. Peace Prize. You, you have to realize Obama got a Nobel Prize the next year just because yeah, for, for becoming a president six months later for having done nothing. He didn't do nothing and it became he got a Nobel Peace Prize. I'm not sitting here pitching a Nobel Prize, but the point is we've given away Nobel Prizes for people to just be first African-American president without getting anything done in the first six months. So this is, and I'm not endorsing that he deserves it. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. got to do a lot of stuff on his second term to get my vote to say Nobel Prize. But the values of Nobel Prize is not what it used to be anymore. There used to be right. a time where if you got a Nobel Prize, there was something there. Nowadays, it's not. Time Magazine of the Year, let's not forget, you know who's been a Time Magazine Man of the Year? You know who has been a Man of the Year in Time Magazine? A guy named Adolf Hitler. Hitler. Yeah. So you got to realize that some of these things are, right. but, but to go back to uh, seeing what's happening over there, it's great to see that taking place because it shows a different side of him of being able to break, uh, you know, broker deals, and he's shown doing that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you talked about two days ago, one of the reasons why Biden went with Kamala Harris is to raise money, and they raised $26 million. In Double this hours. previous one-day record expected to play a yeah. key role in fundraising, especially in California. And I don't know why, especially in California. But tell me what you think is going on right now. Since the announcement's been made yeah. with Kamala Harris and Biden, how do you think the audience has taken it? How, you, what's been the argument on the right? What's been the argument on the left? And 
what is you know what has come out of it because i think they gave a speech together mm -hmm. uh, uh, there was a message that was given but what, how do you think this is working out so far right now after yeah, a couple I of mean, days of Biden i mean i'll just say out. that i'm not a political pundit i'm not a huge kamala harris fan nothing like that but i did do my research and i was thinking why would joe biden select her and, I, and again i said this on the last podcast this was not breaking news this was not a secret she was in the top two or top three for months and then obviously he went with her and i said that you know this is a play for the base it excites the base and the number one reason everything you know follow the money save that money i knew that she would be a good fundraiser and lo and behold in 24 hours she raised over a million dollars an hour not so bad so um long story short i think there's going to be a very close election in november i think trump and um pence have their work cut out for him and i think that biden needs to obviously step up to the plate he brought a full-on prosecutor to prosecute the case against Trump, and, and I think it's going to be—it's going to think it'd be trench warfare. I think it's going to be a tight election. I actually like what you said there. He brought on a full-blown prosecutor to prosecute the case against Trump. The case. But let me tell you what he really did. He brought on a flippin' hypocrite, the top cop that wants to run as an anti-police candidate, someone that has put people in jail for. Over 1,500 people for marijuana violations, and then laugh about it. Laugh about it when she talks about smoking weed to Tupac. Like, he brought on a hypocrite. And let me tell you exactly you gotta how You got to give credit. Yeah. I don't know a lot of people that know how to listen to Tupac before Tupac came out with a song. Exactly. That means, that's a gift. <laughs> before never, Tupac what? She said she used to smoke weed and listen to Tupac when she went to school College. back in yep. the 70s and 80s. I've never met anybody that can that, do you that. You know what that, that is? is a gift. That's some good-ass weed <laughs> right there. That's some Michael J. Fox type of stuff oh, right damn, there. Oh, damn, Tupac, baby. <laughs> Tupac's coming out in 10 years, Kamala. Man, I'm a visionary. But how do you think, how do you think she gets over the things that she said about Joe Biden? This is an honest question. Don't you think they've addressed that? And, no, no, no. And she basically. But, bro, Trump I'm use is your words a master. You, go ahead. Trump is a master of death by a million cuts. And he's just going to sit there and cut, 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 cut over and over. Every little thing is, is going to be a jab because she said she believed his accusers. All right, of, mm -hmm. of his sexual assault accusers, and then she said so the busing uh, stuff that he was essentially racist. She basically called him uh, racist. Okay, so if I've learned anything from young Joshua over here, uh, it's that there's a big difference between the primary and the general. You've said this, right? Yes. What you yep, said. Yep. And if I've also learned anything from that, I could just look at everything that Mister slash Mrs. Lindsey Graham has ever said about Trump and what he's saying now, and the hypocrisy is absurd so it means basically what i've learned is you can say literally anything so adam in a primary adam and then flip uh you know adam, flip the script a couple a couple years later you're not taking something into account though okay tell me what i'm not taking into account okay. because we can pull up lindsey graham's words okay no, about no. trump so, at any given second yeah. let me ask you this who did trump pick as his vice president did okay. he pick did he pick lindsey graham I don't think it, Lindsey Graham was ever up for Hold consideration here. Okay. Did he pick any one of the other 17 guys that were standing on that stage vying for the presidency? Because it would have been smart, quote-unquote, to say, okay, who's the second highest polling guy, and uh, let me go get him. But Trump understood warfare, and he said, there's no way that I'm going to let any of those guys that were up there bashing me, which, interestingly enough, when you got down to the end of the primaries, you saw certain guys, one of which is my very good friend. I love him dearly. I'm not talking bad about him. But Governor Mike Huckabee said... You know what? Like, he's smart. He realized that he was not going to get it in the polls. Mm -hmm. All right. So he started looking and started saying, You know what I'm going to do? 
I'm going to start saying nice thing about Trump on stage, you know? And, so he can get his daughter a job. And Sarah Huckabee Sanders ended yeah. up getting a job, all right? But he didn't pick anybody up there as the vice president because he understood if that they're going to do exactly what he's going to do to Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, who I like to call knee pads and pee pads, all right? <laughs> but, I mean, because— well, the one thing I've learned about politics is that it's all just such— bullshit and that's why i don't try to get down into the weeds joe and the Re- republicans are hypocrites democrats are hypocrites you say anything you want during the primary and then you coalesce in the the general it's the same shit so you could be a democrat fan you could be a republican fan it's all the same no no grossness. no why mike pence was a good choice is number one even white though, mike i like how you said white mike pence i said while uh, uh, why why mike, why mike <laughs> pence yo let me tell okay. you about white mike pence yo <laughs> Bro. white mike on the streets of indiana trump yeah. Trump knew yeah. that you get a guy and dude, this is one thing about about Pence that um, I just admire. Mm-hmm. All right. He's the number two guy. All right. He is he plays the number the two vice, very well. The vice president. But bro, this guy shines a light on Trump. Everything that Pence accomplishes, he he literally reflects it all over to Trump and says, "You don't think the two of them had a conversation? He's like, I'm gonna select you, but you de- basically need to s my d in public." And Mike said, "Sure, yeah, yeah whatever you want, buddy." So I mean, I it, it, is, it, it is very robotic what 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 Pence does for Trump. I mean, Trump but, could literally say anything, and but, Pence, but bro, they are the exact opposite on, human beings. Would you agree with that? Y- yes, exact yes. opposite human beings. Yes, which evangelical y- Christian, which you need to make a good and, team. And, What's it? Not anti-gay. He's not anti-gay. Mike Pence isn't anti-gay. What? I mean, Bro, I must be reading There the wrong is a huge here, difference between disagreeing with someone ideologically and being anti. So, so am I anti-Adam? I mean, just on uh, any day, day that ends with why. Yeah. So I'm definitely not anti-Adam. Do I think that no. you have stupid ideas? One thousand. We feel the same way, baby. But do I love you as a person? Yes, we do okay. get along outside this show. Yes. If if some guy that was as large as me, much larger That's than a you. Big boy out there. Well, yeah, yeah. Tell me. If if some other big dude came in, started picking on you, and your size, and started pushing you around, you think Big Papa over here would step up? <laughs> okay. I love it when you call me Big Papa. Yeah, all right. Thank you, John. Oh, okay, Good but to know. but 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 flip flip it around. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, Pat. Do you think that Kamala Harris is there to shine the light on Joe Biden? Absolutely not. Or is she there to run for president? No. She's not there to shine a light on Joe Biden. This is a, this, but but, but you, you got to also think about not all situations are the same. So if you go back and you look at presidency, they're not all cookie cutter, same exact way to get it done, you know, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. There's different ways to uh, get to the uh, uh, finish line. And their finish line is banking on women, African-American, Kamala Harris. She's tough. She's this. She's that. And guess what? If something happens to Joe, your president's going to be Kamala Harris. So people are either going to be excited about that. Or they're not going to be excited about that. But this is definitely not that Trump's going to be the leading candidate. So just for the record, that's why I thought that Susan Rice would be a great candidate, because obviously there are concerns about Biden. And I'd feel a lot more comfortable with someone like Susan Rice. At Bro, the she's home going to be prosecuted by the end of the Trump presidency. We'll see about that. We'll, see well about I that. would tell you this, too. When he when he brought up Condoleezza Rice, I think Condoleezza Rice. And by the way, you guys heard John Kasich agreed to speak at the DNC. Wow. John Kasich agreed to speak at the DNC. This is the Republican governor of Ohio. Bro, he's not a Republican. He agreed to he speak has at a Repu- the DNC. Dude, he won as a Republican. He, he was a, a Republican. He just has a vagina. Feel- he has a vagina. He has a vagina. Do you have any facts to prove that John Kasich has a vagina? Well, he doesn't have balls. Let so. me ask you a question. Does he have a WAP? 
Probably so, actually. Probably so. Does he have a so uh, speaking, I mean, you brought up a good point that not everyone had cut the same. Was Dick Cheney there to shine the light on George W. Bush? Or is he fucking calling the shots back there? Well, first the of all, his name was Dick Cheney, so he knows where he stands. He doesn't. He definitely was no junk case. Do not listen, Josh. I know you got your hunting hat on. Do not go hunting with Dick Cheney now, buddy. All right, now <laughs> don't mess up that beautiful face. So here. it could be anybody. It could be anybody on uh, uh, you know what takes place with uh, candidacy. But we'll see what's going to happen there. By the way, I don't know if you guys heard or not. Orange County officially made August twenty fourth the Kobe Bryant Day. That's eight twenty four. Which is a Kobe Bryant Day. FYI, Kai's birthday is August twenty fourth. So Kai, Kai and Kai Kobe and Orange County. And by the way, Kai, didn't you live in Orange County? So maybe they're making it your day, but publicly they're saying the Kobe Bryant Day and the Kai Loda Day. At Valuetainment, 824 is officially Kai Day now. Kai will be turning 18 in a couple days. Kai Day. So can we we talk about a lady named Margaret Ward? Is that okay with you? If we talk about Margaret Ward. I don't know who she is. I'm going to tell you who she is. Margaret Ward wrote an article with Business Insider talking about the top five best countries to raise kids in and top five worst countries to raise kids in. Based on a thousand markers, apparently, is what she came up with. And, you know, you're going to be surprised on who's on the top five worst list. But let's go through it. Here's some of the things that scored off on the uh, what places to raise your kids in. One is safety, homicide rate, number of school shootings per capita. The other one is cost, percentage of net income that goes towards child care cost, out-of-pocket health care cost. Then it's happiness, World Happiness Report Survey, inequality score, in the GINI index ranked by the World Bank. Then it's health, maternal mortality rate, share of population exposed to air pollution above uh, World Health Organization limits. Then it's education. Then it's time, meaning uh, average hours adults work per day as collected by the OECD paid maternity and uh, paternity leave. Okay, so these are the markers she got it based off of. Here's the top five best countries to raise kids in. Number five is Luxembourg. Number four is Finland. Number three is Sweden. Number two is Norway. Shout out to Kai's family. His parents did a great job. And number one is Iceland. Iceland, Josh. So, you mean, Adam, if you're looking to raise your family, you may want yeah. to consider Iceland. I'm looking there. Okay? Looking, looking very heavily. Top five Florida worst. or Iceland? My top two Top choices. five worst. You ready? Top five worst. Number five is Bulgaria. Number four is Turkey, okay? Number three is Chile. Number two, you ready for this? United States is the second worst place to raise kids, according to Margaret Ward. And number one is Mexico. Mexico is the worst place to raise kids. So you got to realize when I get articles like this and I read them, it really makes me laugh and ask if Margaret Ward has ever lived in any other place. And many times when you do data like this, you can choose any data you want to have something work in your favor. You can pull a data out, and at the same time, if somebody's bringing data and using World Health Organization to say whatever, while the credence, the credibility of World Health Organization has been shot, what do you think about somebody writing an article saying U.S. is the second worst country in the world to raise kids in? This is, uh, I mean, I don't have kids, so like I, I'm just speaking as just like what a do you dude think about without it, Josh? kids. But I do have an opinion on this. Tell us. But Josh has 16 kids. What, well, dude? What's it been like raising all those kids? Tell me about it. Let me tell you why I raise my kids in America and why Margaret is the single-handedly stupidest person on the face of the earth. So I, I, look, look, Pat. Josh, don't get all. Come on. Our co- 
You want to know? to hold back. Yeah, you want to know why America's great? It's our constitution. It's our freedom. It's our people. It's our land. It's our, our it's our economy. This is what makes our country great. Let me uh, let me just ask Kai back here. Is Norway having to build a wall around it to keep people out? Are people trying to illegally immigrate to Norway by the millions and millions and millions? Is it called the Norway dream? Now, no offense to Norway. I'm sure we got a lot of great people there. But people are trying to come to America because America is the hotbed of innovation. It's a place that you can chase your dream. It's the place that you can wake up every single morning and know that you are free. It's the place that you can know that should somebody try to take away your constitutional rights, that you can get on the phone, that you can call a policeman, or even better yet, that you can pull out a shotgun and blow them away. <laughs> this is what That's makes where you America went with that, great. Dude. This, That's the, probably the problem, Josh. Here's the deal. That last sentence is probably the problem. You know. That we're having here. If you've and never, if you don't like what I got to say, I got a shotgun with your name on it, buddy. If you've never lived in Mexico, if you've never lived in some of these other countries, I had the opportunity to live in Mexico for a little over 10 months. Some of the greatest times, some of the greatest people, some of the most beautiful, wonderful, humble, and in absolutely incredible food. There's nothing like a nice uh, carne avada taco at about 2 a.m. with a nice Pepsi, okay, or Coke. In Are you up that late, dude? You got to be okay. up at 4 a.m. What are My you doing up that My question is this, though. Bath, bath. Yeah, <laughs> my long hot bath in the morning. <laughs> People in Mexico and third world countries and other places live in constant fear of the ruling class. There is a huge disparity between the people, the bottom people and the people at the top. There's caste systems. There's all the, like, if you want to talk about equality for all of these jackasses that constantly want to talk about there's no fairness in America and like, these are nothing but spoiled little brats because if you want to go to another country, you're going to find that there is no equality like there is in America. This is the fairest game in the world and we actually have a constitution that protects people so guess what my six beautiful kids get to get raised in a free country have an opportunity to become entrepreneurs have an opportunity to choose what they do and even choose who they marry in their life because in other countries guess what you don't even choose that in fact over in China, okay, the horrible place, if you're even a girl the chances of you getting slaughtered even after you're born aborted or slaughtered after you're born because you're born the wrong sex like dude america is a beautiful place and the fact that she would put that on it like we should ship her to another country trump should revoke her citizenship and honestly people should stop reading that flipping idiot's work damn shout out to margaret ward yeah shout out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. by the way just so you know who she is this yeah. is who she is you can always tell a person within five seconds of watching and looking at their tw Twitter profile. Here's yeah. the description. Covering better capitalism and diversity and inclusion. These are key words. Mm -hmm. In the workplace, Business Insider, previous Today Show, CNBC, where world policy views are my own, right? And her last thing she retweeted was from Joe Biden. I have a great honor to announce that I've picked Kamala Harris. And then she's uh, retweeted a bunch of stuff about BLM, uh, antitrust, you know, anti-child care, all this stuff. Not anti-child care, child care, inequality, all these things. So. Which means... Oh, is this her? Uh, no, this is her. That's definitely not her. It's her right here. Okay. Josh, you got a shotgun so, with your name so, on it there, Marty. So, so here's the thing. By the way, the, the, the thing that uh, concerns me that I'm seeing a lot in journalism, man, why are people looking for so many reasons to say that America sucks? Mm -hmm. Where's the pride in who you are? Like, let me, let me put it to you this way. Let me, uh, 
People ask me questions. They say, what the hell are you? I said, look, there's five nationalities and cultures and countries that mean a lot to me. Assyrian because my dad's Assyrian. I'm a proud Assyrian. Okay, Armenian because my mom's Armenian, Bogosian. I'm a proud Armenian. So I had somebody from uh, D.C. the other day that Aram Hamparian, shout out to him. He came and spoke about what's going on between Armenia and uh, Azerbaijan. And he talked about Armenian genocide, which, by the way, if you guys got somebody you want me to bring on from Azerbaijan, I'd love to be able to interview with that person as well to give their perspective. But I'm Assyrian. I'm Armenian. I was born in Iran. So if you look at the painting, who do you see in the middle? You see Shah. Because emotionally, that's where I was born, mm -hmm. 10 years. I lived in Germany for two years at a refugee camp. I had a great time in Germany. I love Germany. To me, it was, they treated me very well. And in America, these five things matter to me. I have a very hard time. You know how they say if you sit with somebody and you interview them, mm -hmm. okay? And after working with somebody for a month, two months, three months, six months, 12 months, if they always complain about people in the past that screwed them over, there's one problem there. Why are you always getting screwed over? That means I'm the next person you're going to tell the world that screwed you mm. over. I don't know if that made sense or not. Yeah, of course. So if, you, if I'm dating you and you say, your boyfriend sucked, your boyfriend sucked, your boyfriend sucked. When my wife and I dated each other, guess what she said about her exes? They were actually good guys. Yeah. Situation, I'm like, oh, cool. So it wasn't like, oh, he sucked. Oh, he did something. It's like, I'm next if that right. happens, right? So right. I hire somebody and I decide to do an investment deal. Oh, let me tell you this guy. I'm like, oh, this deal doesn't go right. He's going to go around saying this. You got to be careful with this guy and keep it very close because this shit, you know, it could hit the fan very, very quickly, right? So when you are somebody that went to a university provided by America, you got your education here, you've done all this other stuff here, America's taking care of you, you can get out there and write an article like this and you say America's the second worst country in the world to raise kids. How did you become who you became? in a world today when many different countries a woman cannot have a voice and in America no one looks at it like that. I have more women working in my company. In here at the office when you go look at it, what nationality do you see the most? A lot of black women. How many how many how many black people you see working here? Probably sixty percent. Sixty percent. Like it's not like we sit there and we discriminate. This is America. The CEO is from Iran, my CEO is yeah. from Philippines. So I, I have a very when you and I were speaking, I said so uh, where are you from? You said, well, I'm from, uh, you know, uh, your father is Jewish, right? Okay. Yeah. And you start talking about the experiences. But you still went to Israel. You still represent being a Jew. Maybe you're not as religious and all that, other, but you respect it. Yeah. There's got to be a level of that. So of I, I love the fact that Kai defends Norway. I love the fact that Ricky Aguilar defends Michoacan. I love the fact that George Palau defends Cuba and Puerto Rico. I love the fact when I see people that I'm working with defend who. I love the fact that when I see people I'm working with talking about great capitalists who were African-Americans. I love the fact that there is that. I have a very, very hard time respecting people who take shots at their own country, mm -hmm. what it was founded on. So this kind of data that comes out, here's what happens. The real question about this kind of data that she wrote here, the article that came out yesterday, here's a question. Mm -hmm. How many people does it convert? Meaning, because somebody's going to watch this. Uh, Josh used the word a couple weeks ago, which I forgot. You're probably going to remember it. If you remember it, say it again, because uh, it's a very powerful word, which is kind of like selective hearing, which means you know how you kind of watch uh, the HBO. I think we were talking about the HBO Trump interview where you said some of us are going to take what we want and only What is it? bias. Say it again. Confirmation bias. Confirmation bias, right? Okay. So people read this article. Right. There's a group of people that, that are going to say what? She's a moron. What do you mean U.S. is one of the second worst country to raise kids in? And then some people are going to read this and they're going to say what? She's right. Yeah. U.S. is the worst country. My concern is 
what percentage you think is going to be in the middle to say, oh, I didn't know. Wow, that's terrible. That's the question in the middle where someone's going to say that. How many people think are going to be swayed by an article like this? So that's the problem so I, when I, people keep writing I, articles like this. I just looked her up on Facebook. I found her personal profile. You want to know a bombshell shocker here? What's that? She has no kids. She's single. I mean, fairly juvenile. She's She looks a little older in that picture than, than these. She has no kids, Pat. No kids doesn't, as far as I can see, doesn't have a boyfriend or you know, like, and she's Don't writing let about Josh raising find you kids. on Facebook. He will put your shit out there. She's Margaret. writing about raising kids in America. She don't even have any kids. Listen, I'm, what I'm not trying to do is I'm not trying to go after a person like this. What I'm yeah. trying to say is, dude, where are your values? What, what, what you, this is a country that gave you this life. What are you doing complaining about it? But if I start writing about weight loss, then maybe, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you, know, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the guys. There was a book that I once read on marriage. Not, not men are from Mars, women are from Venus. That's another one that had to do with marriage. And then I read the book. I said, well, pretty interesting. So then I went and researched the author. Guess what came out on the author? She's been divorced six times. I said, who are you to talk about marriage when you've been divorced six times? Oh, because I'm more experienced. That's just not how it works. You're experienced at failure. I want to know how you were married mm -hmm. to somebody for 40 years and how'd you pull it off. That's what I want to know. And how many times you guys went close to... Anyways, Adam, I'll yeah, give you the final thoughts on this point, before we and, move and, on. And maybe we can tie this all together. Like, you know, I don't, I, I don't have kids, so I can't really, you know, get in it on like you guys. But I will say, when I see United States on the worst list, it genuinely gets me flipping upset. To use a Josh quote, the fact that Iran, North Korea, Venezuela, Sudan are not on this list, but United States is on this list, makes my blood boil. But however, I will say one thing: maybe, maybe. There are things we can get better at here. Maybe this Nobody is a. Nobody disputes that, though. Okay, no that's my point. It's like she's, not, she's let's making not, a list. I get okay. This, here's my no point. No China. Listen, I'll, I'll rip this list up. I don't give a shit. But all I'm saying is this: Let's maybe look at some of this stuff and say I, maybe we do have I, some I homicide I issues dispute. here. Like, you know, okay, maybe let's we talk do about have that. some happiness well, issues here. Let's talk about maybe that. Maybe this opens the door to another conversation. It's, is it's all I'm First of all, how do you measure happiness? How the hell do you measure happiness? Like, are you happy? I'm a happy are you, dude. Are you happy? Are you happy, I'm a happy Josh? Dude. Super happy. Kai, are you happy? Are, are you guys happy? How do you measure happiness? Actually, how do you there measure is, happiness? There is a, a happiness quota, a quotient. I there get. Is. How do you measure it? I'm not the happiness How, how do you measure it around the world? With what? How do you there's measure no, that? There's no standard. You cannot yeah. measure happiness. How, how can you measure? Look up measuring happiness. What, I guarantee how, you there's something. How can you measure? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to defend I'm happiness. I'm just, what I'm trying to say is can you measure, maybe our pollution could be better. Maybe you, our education could be can better. Can you measure who was the number one assist leader in the NBA this season? It was LeBron. Crazy. LeBron James. Who was the number wow. one scorer this season? Pardon. Who was 8-0 during the uh, uh, Josh's Orlando's squad, bubble. The Phoenix, uh, who, who, the Phoenix Booker. Who is playing against who for the eighth spot in the West to see who's going to get the eighth spot in the West? Damian Blazers versus John Morant. Yeah. John Morant, right? So These are stats, baby. What I'm trying to say is this is yeah. clear. So when you start making generalizations where you can't really measure all that mm -hmm. happiness bullshit, I'm sorry, man. I don't buy any of that stuff. Now, let me talk about a different thing. Yeah, I came from Iran. Mm -hmm. When I came to the States and I went to uh, junior high school at Wilson Junior High School, and I went into the math class, I said, what the hell is this? What the hell is this? What do you mean? It's so easy. What are you guys doing? In sixth, seventh grade, you want me to, in seventh grade, you want me to take this kind of math? This is p pathetic. I've been doing this for a while. So yeah. all of a sudden, for me, math was like, oh, this guy's a genius. It's not that I'm a genius. Math in Iran is a very high priority in wow. a lot of different countries. 
But in America, it's not. Mm. So, so that's why Persians always do better negotiating. I'll <laughs> <laughs> trade you two camels Bro. for your one donkey, and you will take the deal now. My friend, my friend, my friend, yes, my, my friend. friend. Yes, hey, Pat. Here, here, here's here's Pat. 100%, bro, buddy, buddy, 100%. Buddy, no, no, so when so, well, you look at it, I came here and I looked at the math and looked at how math is in the U.S., I wasn't impressed. Okay. I, I, was, I was blown away that they were impressed by me. I'm like, listen, I'm nobody in Iran. I'm the number of 22 guy in Iran. class of 40. I'm the smartest but guy in the United States. So I do think there's a but lot so of things. So there's a point there, though. I do think there's a lot of things to improve, but that's not the same as saying it's the second worst country to raise kids. Totally in. agree. It's some oh bullshit. However, gosh. I don't want to just brush over the fact that no, there are things we can improve Don't co-mingle. You've done this a couple, couple times, uh, Adam. As a guy, I love dearly, man. Like when he brought up, when we're comparing Kamala Harris to Pence, you bring up, you bring up, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Kasich. Not Kasich. You bring up. Uh, Dick Cheney. No, the guy that flip-flopped and changed multiple Lindsey times. Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. You always yeah. wanna, that's not the same as Kamal. So this is not the same as the message of improvement. What nation cannot improve? This is about an article written saying the uh, U.S. is the second worst country in the world, which to me it's. it's, uh, it's offensive. I said that that was bullshit too. Yeah. But yeah. I don't want to just gloss over the fact that. Maybe, no one's gonna, but no just one, maybe but there's who the hell, we, Who's going to disagree with you on that, bro? Maybe uh, maybe no, Kai, because he's in the number two Kai country Kai would spot never right disagree now. with you. Nobody would disagree with he's you on Norwegian. that. He's Norwegian. He's got the top of the that, list. Bro, he okay. came to That's America. That's it, guys. I'm, I'm moving to Iceland. He no came to America. I'm out, guys. Fuck all you. He came to America. Give me a break. By the way, gang, if you're watching this, click the like button if you haven't already. If you don't like it, click the dislike button. We're okay with either one of them. But whatever you do, let us know if you're enjoying this podcast. And then at the same time, I believe we are very, very close to a thou live. It's the highest live we've ever had so far. So much love to all of you guys that are finding this podcast because it was on Vitamin before, and that's on a complete separate channel. Let's talk about Mark Cuban again and stats of viewership with the NBA, okay? Mm. So Clay Travis, who is a sports commentator i would say he's got his own channel he creates content he's doing clay if you can click on clay travis's twitter account let's just see how many followers he's got just to kind of credit seven hundred twelve thousand. this is a legit guy that's got a voice people follow him outkick.com fox sports radio 6 to 9 a.m you know he's doing stuff republican buy sneakers too dad of three boys so he's obviously a republican and he's shameless about it that's who i am Hmm. he tweets yesterday he says Head-to-head on Monday night on cable. Tucker Carlson's viewership, 4.5 million views. Lakers and Nuggets, 1.5 million views. Head-to-head on Tuesday, Sean Hannity, 4.6 million views. Blazers, Mavs, big game, 930,000 views. Yikes, NBA. Then he says the NBA also lost in viewers ages 18 to 49 to three Fox News shows on Tuesday night. Right now, he says this because... Cuban a couple weeks ago said the fact that Fox is kicking our ass and 70 and up. If you remember, there was that whole thing where he took a he shot said, congrats, at. Congrats, you're beating us in the old Yeah, but, he, in but the it old wasn't age a home. congrats. That's kind of like, yeah, no, exactly. It was like a, was like a So then Cuban, Cuban responds. Cuban responds and says, LOL, you do realize that was the day Joe Biden picked Kamala Harris. Nothing makes a Fox News viewer want to get lied to more. And while we are at it, explain why advertisers pay three times more for a primetime NBA spot over a Fox News spot. And who has had advertisers boycott? So then Clay Travis responds again, says, Mark, what's up, bud? Since you're hanging out in my mentions, would you like to tweet support for Hong Kong democracy protesters? 
condemn concentration camps in China and endorse human rights for all Chinese people? Or do you want to continue to shut up and dribble for Chairman Xi? Oh, Drop mic right there. No. Right. Drop mic. So, so by the way, I, if you can pull up Cuban, because maybe Cubans responded, just go to his Twitter account. I don't know if they've had a back and forth because I don't want to miss it if they have had any kind of back and forth. Let's Are see. Are you kidding LOL. Me? No, I think that's the last one. Go up to his account. Yes, go up. Okay, no, 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 no response yet. Go up. No. Okay, so he hasn't responded to it. He hasn't responded to it. So, so that's kind of where they are right now. Now, I had Kai pull up data to kind of see what this data looks like on viewerships and what people are watching and what people are not watching. So here's what we have, okay? Here's what we have. Kai, if you want to pull up the data, if you have that, go up. Yeah, there you go. You pulled it up so everybody else can see it. Go up a little bit, go up a little bit, go up a little bit. Keep going up, keep going up, keep going up. So this is Tuesday, August 11th, okay? Tuesday, August 11th, Hannity was first place at around 4.6 million viewers. And you can see primetime 25 to 54 and then primetime 50 plus, okay? Second is Tucker Carlson, 4.1 million. Third is Ingram Angle at 3.6 million, which uh, uh, I don't watch Hannity. I don't watch Ingram. I will watch Tucker Carlson. And then NBA, the Pelicans game had 893,000. Trailblazers game against the Mavs had 928. And then you can see the rest of the stuff that's down there. Will Smith, The Five, which is a Fox show. Wow, The Five had 4 million people. That's a, I, I would have never guessed Five had 4 million people. Situation with CNN. Then you got a couple of Discovery. Then you got Rachel Maddow at 3.37. It's a solid number as well. Then you got Bravo Million Dollar Listing. And then it goes all the way down. CNN Anderson Cooper, 1.8 million. CNN Tonight, 1.56. Where is Don Lamont on the list? Do you see Don <laughs> Lamont, our buddy here? Uh, 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 where's Don Lamont? Don Lamont. Okay, I don't see him on the list. Okay, so Shack Attack did better than Don Lamont. Shack Attack would do better. Shout out than to number Don. 46, but, but, my guy Neil Cavuto on Fox Business. I like that stat. guy. He's a Pat, stat. Look, I like look, that guy. Like, look specifically at the demographics, though. Mark Cuban's actually wrong. If you look here, up, if go you up, scroll go all up to the, the way NBA to the top, Fox. And look at the demographics. As they're winning at I 18 see. to 49. They're winning in male. They're winning in female. They're slightly down in male slightly. by 0.6% and 0.3%, which, by the way, I would have thought they would have crushed it in that category. And then uh, uh, the, the rest of the time, you're seeing what it looks not even close on what's going on. However, there. though, yeah. here's the rub in it all, okay? Is if you actually look at it and you think about the fact that Hannity is bringing in so many more viewers, doesn't it make that 0.47 still a much higher number than the NBA? It, it, is, it is, but I but I do think Cuban makes a point that we have to address, and here's the point. If you are getting so many more viewership, why are people boycotting you, and why are people not willing to pay the kind of money three times that they're paying for an NBA game? Why aren't I have my own opinion, but I want to give it to you and see what you're going to say about that. Why they're, bo why they're boycotting yeah, who? So, so, no, what he's saying here on the tweet, I'll, I'll show it to you. He says, if that's the case, why are advertisers willing to pay three times more for prime time for NBA over spots on Fox News? Let me ask you a question. Sure. Screw advertisers. Let's talk about audience. This tells you the real numbers because Fox News' audience is not boycotting them. All right. Yeah, but what he's saying is, let me tell you what he's saying. But and I have my view. I'm trying to see what perspective you're going to give. Is why are advertisers paying three times more to advertise and have the NBA audience yes. than to have the Fox News audience? Yes. So 
So yeah. meaning, for example, yes, I'm going to do a 30-second clip. I pay 100 grand on NBA, but I only pay 33 grand on Fox. Okay. So it goes back to actually what we were talking about advertising is a lot of people are wanting to be associated with quote-unquote woke causes. All right? It's more about the woke cause that you're associating with than it is uh, the number of eyeballs. So it's all about perception. My response would be this, is ultimately – the fan base of the NBA is boycotting the NBA by not watching it, obviously, probably because a lot of the NBA is watched by dudes that do not support the BLM movement. Guys guys like you, guys like me, I don't know about Adam, but guys that are like, that's bullcrap, don't kneel for the flag. So ultimately, your ratings are going to show exactly where people at. And for me, Fox is winning this one 100% over the NBA. A hundred percent. Their own audience is boycotting them. Yeah, but 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 I'm going a little bit deeper than that. So what I'm thinking about, Josh, is this perspective. Give me your feedback. See if you see if I'm thinking the right way here. So what I'm thinking about is a brand like Nike is afraid to advertise on Fox because people may say, even though you're going to get three times more viewership or four times more viewership. What are you doing advertising on Fox? So you're going to get the media coming after you to say, Nike just signed a billion-dollar advertising contract with Fox News. Let's boycott Nike. So is there a bit of a fear of companies to advertise on Fox News? Because if you do, you may be put in a box. Yes. So That's what I was thinking about. Yes. So going back to the point, they're wanting to be associated with more woke causes, as I was saying. Like, Nike is not going to advertise on Fox. They want to be associated with the woke cause brands want to be associated with the the woke cause and the other problem is and pat you've intelligently said this on the podcast before the problem with republicans and conservatives we don't boycott stuff we're free market guys we're like screw it, we'll go blah blah unless blah. you're talking about the democrats you boycott the hell out of them yeah but we don't boycott products okay for like, is that true? Bro, Republicans are the most forgiving people in the world, and that's the problem with the left and, and with these companies. They, they're they not afraid of the right. That's why they always flip inside with the left is they want to make sure they don't get on the left's bad side, but they don't care about getting on the right because in two months, Republicans are going to go back to buying your stupid product. Maybe you guys got to start boycotting, buddy. Hmm. Uh, that's That would be my argument, yes. Adam, any thoughts? I, 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 I don't, I, like, personally, I don't know if I've ever boycotted any. Have you ever boycotted anything? Anything. Have you boycotted Yes, anything? of course he has. Do you watch the NFL? Nope. Of course you You boycott the NFL. I did. Bro, I, I Because lo- of the kneeling? I loved the Arizona Cardinals. I, well, actually, the Arizona Cardinals, no, no players knelt uh, this uh, last year. Zero. But, well, not Zero. a lot of players were kneeling this past year. Wasn't that two years ago was a big thing? Kaepernick's no. first no. year out of the people league? Still kneeling. People are still kneeling. But not as much as two years no. ago. No, no, but they're right. still kneeling. Also, little little side note, I don't know if you saw this. We are here in Dallas, Texas. Jerry Jones came out and said, look, we need to show people grace. Grace, yeah. But it is and has always been the rule of the Dallas Cowboys, you do not kneel for the flag. So it is going to be interesting. Also, Pat, Jerry Jones coming out, he's the only NFL player to come out and say this and said, uh, we're not shutting our stadium down. There will be fans in our seats, period. Like, I mean, I think that's kind of a newsworthy topic. Like you, like, Are there going to be social distancing rules or what? Yeah, so they're, I assume so. they're talking about some, some options. But 
I, I like that. The people that want to come to the game feel comfortable. And the beautiful thing is, bro, is the people that aren't comfortable are going to do what? They're going to help drive the ticket prices down. So everyday Americans can go enjoy the America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, of which I think I'm officially switching. You're a Cowboy fan now? Bro, That's I think. Just that easily, huh? Well, well let me tell you, I'm surprised you haven't been all this time. First of all, you you may be from Phoenix. You're 100% Texas. You, there's nothing about you that's Phoenix. Or, or, I or mean, look at my Cowboy. You're a Texas y'all. guy, look, man. Look at my Cowboy. So I, you, I had a whole you, conversation you, with Josh. Get that damn stick-ass. You're welcome for persuading I had a conversation with Josh the other day. And, here to Texas and all he would say is, I'm Texas. If there is a place this guy's got to run for Congress, it's got to be in the state of Texas. Okay, so let's let's transition out and go to a couple different things. DOJ found that Yale discriminated against white people, threatens to sue if it doesn't end all race-based admissions decisions. What do you know about what's going on right now with the sole topic of Yale and DOJ? Well, I know obviously they looked into it. They found enough evidence that they were willing to come out publicly. Allow me to just say this. I'm against race-based admissions, period, especially when it kept African-Americans out of colleges. That was wrong. I'm glad that we fought it. But right. Yale is a big liberal school. Huge, yeah. huge, huge liberal school. I'm saying hardcore. Yale is liberal, huh? Hardcore. Really? Oh yeah, hardcore. All the I, I had the, the impression that Yale schools. was just like this, like conservative white guy what? buttoned up kind of vibe. I, I don't know. I've never. I couldn't get into Yale if I tried. <laughs> Yale is a liberal school, so for this, really? it's kind of weird. Where's too. Yale? In New Hampshire? Where's Yale? John Kerry is a Yale byproduct. Yeah, John Kerry. Edward Norton, who, who believes in socialism, is, is a There's got to be some Republicans who have gone to Fareed Zakaria. Bush That's my guy, there. by the way. Edward yeah, Norton believes in socialism? Edward Norton is a— The s- actor. Edward Norton is a hardcore liberal. Oh. Yeah. James Franco. I love him. Club, man. Yeah, by now, the way, now you're boycotting him. You're, Just you're, like that. Now you're boycotting him. You were an Ed Norton fan. Now you're boycotting I have him. To. You know who went to— Speak, <laughs> speak truth to power, by buddy. Way, ben Carson went to Yale. Ben Carson went to Yale, and there's nothing about Ben Carson that's— uh, Wake up, Ben. Yeah, Ben Carson went to Yale, so— uh, Sleepy uh, Ben Carson. He's the only guy name. sleepier have than Joe ever, Biden. Have you ever read his book? Have you ever read his yes. book? Yes. I did. I read the first chapter, and I fell asleep. That Are was you it. being sarcastic? Done. No, I did not read Ben Carson. No, his you book's never, amazing. Let me tell you, this guy's a genius for what yeah. this guy did. It's, he was uh, he actually did the impossible. He is. He actually did the impossible. Unfortunately, today, I got to tell you, if if if— Politics and presidency was ran on the radio, Ben would have a higher chance. But when Ben is on TV and he looks like he's tired and he speaks the way he speaks, but if it was just purely on written content, yeah. you would be most impressed about him. He's be- getting high with Kamala Harris. I don't man. know who he's, he's high getting high he's... with, but he is, he is a, he's a semi-genius hey, in his own category. Bro, bro I, he, he actually has had a few little surprisingly good zingers, like this one uh, lady that asked him, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, if – if he had enough like wherewithal enough zine to actually uh last and he's like ma'am have you stood on your feet for 36 hours separating conjoined twins only taking a few 15 minute breaks like because i have like i know what it's like to focus for 36 hours there standing on my feet utter wow. exhaustion and i like first man to ever do this by the <laughs> yeah. way first guy to ever do this and by the way he gave a speech at the breakfast something uh, six uh, seven years ago, eight years ago, where Obama was sitting to his right, and he gave this message saying, why are politicians bashing billionaires? If you've never watched this 20-something minute speech of Ben Carson with Obama and Michelle sitting to his right, you have to watch. That was the speech when I watched and I said, this guy has legs. I just don't know if he's charismatic enough to be able to win presidency because one, you gotta be able to work. You gotta have a message. You can't just have a bash campaign. 
you know, I'm with her or sex campaign. It's got to be like when Obama got up, he didn't just bash, you know, he got up and says, here's what I think we can do. Yeah. Here's what I'm willing to gave do. Gave people hope. Yeah, he gave people hope when he got we campaigned and one of the reasons why he became a president. So, okay, so that's that part. A couple of things. We talked about cash earlier with foreign currency reserves and China being number one with $3.399 trillion. Yesterday, just yesterday, hmm. news came out yesterday. That a GOP senator, okay, GOP senator, who came, I who I don't really like, Martha McSally. She's a do nothing senator. She's from Arizona. Mm -hmm. no? Martha McSally came out and said, okay, and said, Josh sent this text last night and said, one point six trillion dollars that China owes U.S. Josh. Enlighten us a little bit more with the story. Okay, so this is actually an interesting story going all the way back to 1912. And when the American Bond Association issued a bunch of gold-backed bonds to uh, basically the ROC, the Republic of China, they issued these gold-backed bonds. And in 1912, of course, we know later that that Republic of China would be overthrown. They would escape to Taiwan, yeah. which is still part of China. All right. In fact, China is fighting in the United Nations, making sure Taiwan's still part of us. We still own Taiwan. Taiwan's us. Okay. Now they're making one little tiny but yet significant mistake because according to international law, and this is the beauty, like Trump's pulled out some little gold mines going back a hundred years, finding little laws he can prosecute. This, I promise, was found by the Trump administration, okay? Goes back and says, wait a minute. So you're telling me if Taiwan's part of China, that means that you, according to international law, have to assume all of the previous administration's debt, meaning that just the same way that when Obama gets into office, he inherits all of Bush's debt. Bush's inherited, yeah. right, okay, Clinton's, okay? So he said this new administration now still owes us, and according with compound interest, all the, the, the bonds have maturated, obviously, over 100 and some years, it totals $1.6 trillion. That's a real number, by the way. That's a real, That's a real number, number yep. which means now that Trump can go back into the international court and say, uh, guys, here's the deal. Not only do we not own China, owe China the $1.1 trillion that we're in debt to them right now, they actually owe us $500 billion. All right? Now, my question for you, Pat, being that you're the expert of all things financial in you, the economy and stuff, what does this do to the stock market if Trump's able to get this to go through? Which, number one, no matter what international court says, I will promise you right now, Trump says, we're not paying it. Like, our, you owe us money. I can promise you. He already, according to the head of the American Bond Association, uh, I forget her name, uh, Kathy something, she already said, Trump told her to her face, hey, I'm, I'm like, this is getting done 100%. Thoughts? What's going to happen to the economy? The economy is going to blow up if that takes place. I mean, you're talking about— Blow up in a good way. In a very good way. You, you're talking about Dow going 35, 40. You're oh, talking yeah. about the next four years Dow If go what happens exactly. If, if we are able to get this $1.6 trillion and we owe them $1.1 trillion, which means they owe us a half a trillion dollars of debt, of, you know, of this unpaid money that they have to pay U.S., U.S. economy goes skyrocketed to a whole different level. I'm just, if this takes place, mm -hmm. if this the, the key word is what? Huge if. If this yeah, takes place. However, if. here's the challenge. However, here's the challenge. Okay. So there was a time where both Democrats and Republicans were anti-Russia. Okay. 
But even when it was anti-Russia, there was a movement in America talking about how communism is not as bad. There was a time where Bernie Sanders went and had his wedding where? He got married and had his honeymoon in Russia. Russia. He, was, he got married and had his honeymoon in Russia. And he went and interviewed everybody and came back and he says, I was there. This communism's not as bad as people make it out to be in America. It's actually good. People are happy. They don't mind having all these other things. They like when the government's making the decisions for them. And I became a thing. And people said, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it is good. And slowly, this is in the 70s, long time ago, you assume the guy's 78 years old. Yeah. So he got married six, 50 years ago. So go back, think about in the 60s when he got married. Can you pull up when Sanders got married, by the way, so we can give Adam exact uh, uh, 100% accurate facts here? <laughs> so the, the point is, here's the point. Here's the point. Today, you know how you saw the article we were reading earlier talking about the fact that uh, how long has he been married? Does it say 19... Uh, 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 64. 64. Okay. First wife, 1964. Okay. So, so you know how this whole thing where, you know, we're talking about this article, a lady says, you know, U.S. is the second worst country to raise kids in. Okay. Would you say there's a movement of people in America, Americans, who say America is not the best country in the world? Do you think there's a movement of that yes, taking place? Of course. Yes. You, you would agree with that. Yes. And would you say most of those folks are liberal? They're not necessarily conservative. Most people who say America is not the best country in the world are probably more on the Democratic side than they are on the Republican side. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to dispute that part right there. Okay. If there is one thing that majority of the left and the right agree with, is China. The only thing you have to realize with China is the NBA was very careful with China and Hollywood because Hollywood wants China because a, 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 a blockbuster actor can do a $20 million deal in U.S., but if you do it also with China, it's a $45 million deal. Yeah. It's a big difference in pay. That's like doing two and a half movies. Like The right? Rock. Like The Rock, who's the highest paid actor again uh, uh, in 2019. Numbers just came out that he's the highest paid actor. It's not Samuel Jackson. Career-wise, Samuel's still <laughs> at the top, but The Rock is at the top. So if China is a topic that both the left and the right are aligned with, and this happens, and the world, for the most part, the countries who are respected, not talking about Iran, I'm not talking about some of these guys that China's breaking, you know, doing deals with, I'm talking about countries that are respected and they have allies. If all these guys share a common enemy today, and Democrats and Republicans share an enemy today, and this gets pushed, and U.S. gets that $1.6 trillion, and say that $1.6 trillion is just $1.1 trillion, and it just you know, forgives our debt that Even we have. Even Steven. That stock market's going to go to the roof. Let me ask you this question. If Trump does it in the next couple of months, what does it do to his chances of re-election? Well, That's not happening. Well, first of all, well, no, first of all, first of all, let's, 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 let me ask you a different question. Whether he does it or not, what are the chances of him winning re-election? I still believe they're higher than Joe Biden's. Give me chances. an idea what your percentages are. I'm saying, for sh- I'm saying 80-20 Trump. Okay, you're saying what? You're saying I've been at 50-50 for months now. And we have a bet bet going That's on, true. right? And I we have a bet, you, David. Yes. And I gave you the odds. Meaning, yes, if I lose, yes, I give you yes. a thousand. If, you, if yes. you lose, you give me five hundred bucks. Right. Okay. I'm saying 85 percent, with or without. You have not unwavered. You've not wavered from that 85. No, because there is nothing inspirational it. about a president. The people, whether they like it or not, listen. Republicans voted for Obama because they were inspired by him. Yeah, people forget about this stuff. I had Republicans who were going to the convention in tears. Republicans are sitting there crying, saying history just took place. We have an African American president, and he gave an incredible speech, inauguration. I just got the chills all over my body. You go back, every one of these presidents, they had a way of winning us over. There's no way this person can win us over. 
No way. He can't win the people over. Forget if, if there's no politics in America. There's no Republican. There's no Democrat. There, we're all the same. We just vote. There's no parties. Say there is no parties in America. What part of him is attractive? You're not going to sit there and say this is attractive about him. Pete Buttigieg, believe it or not, he was attractive. Bernie was more attractive with his energy. He could energize the younger people. There's nothing energetic about Biden trying to energize the younger people. He cannot. And Kamala's not going to be able to attract the younger people because he, she put younger people in prison for marijuana, for small little things that they did. So mm-hmm. it's going to be very tough for this to take place. Now, going back to it, if he does, which is not going to happen, a deal like this doesn't happen quickly. Selling a company well, takes 6 to 12 months. He announces it, though. He announces is a different story with it happening. If he announces it, it's not going to make a difference. It's just going to be a, another marketing tool, and the left is not going to credit it. Just like, I mean, look what he just did between, you know, uh, 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 what do you call it, Israel. And the UAE. And the UAE. You realize how tough that is since 1990? It's such a big deal. No one's talking about it. So it's not about yeah. them because people credence. want. There's so much shit but, going on in America right a, now. Like the last thing that the common person no, in America is like the UAE. I, I thank disagree. God. I, I, I think disagree. people need I help in America. If an Osama bin Laden died, we had to hear about it every day for Osama two years. Osama bin Laden, bro. That's Osama. not even a, a comparable what, analogy to what, the UAE what, right now. What 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 is? But any kind of accomplishment, accomplishment that we had, it lasted for months on TV. Every day you had to hear about it. This is a very big deal to have something like this take place. Very, very big deal. But a big deal for Israel and the Middle for, East. Big deal for closer to having peace. A big deal for people having power in an area that's filled with conflict. I'm saying it, I don't think the average American really, 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 really is well, why paying don't attention. They know? Why, don't, why aren't they, though? Because they're concerned about their own lives. No, because— I the, guarantee if we ask the, this room, what, like, Louise, what are your thoughts on Israel and because, UAE establishing because, peace? Does that affect your life because at all? Be the, honest. The average doesn't um, affect his life the, at all. Where does the average American get their news from? From Facebook. The left. You no. Know, where does the average American get their news from? If they watch uh, TV, numerically from Facebook. Where do they get it from? If they watch TV, where does the average American get the news well, from? Well, according to those stats, freaking Fox News, Sean Hannity. No, but but what you, what you don't see with those stats? Can you compl- can you bring that other stats up? Here's here's what you don't see. What we're not looking at with those stats that the stats doesn't tell the whole story is the following. Here's what you have to look at. What all, you have to look at with these shows. Now, here's what you have to look at. Let me go over here and kind of show you what you have to look yeah. at. What you're looking at right now is here's what you're looking at. You're simply looking at Fox at 4.5, 4.1 million. What you're not looking at is combining CNN plus other CNN plus CNN plus CNN plus CNN plus CNN plus MSC plus MSNBC plus NBC plus MSNBC plus NBC plus CNN plus CNN plus MSNBC. If you combine right-wing content against left-wing content, who has more people watching it? Buddy, it's a monopoly. Well, it's two versus one. That's the you point. You got CNN and MSNBC, and, and you have more, Fox on the other side. You got NBC as well. You got ABC as well. Yep. You got CBS as well. You got everybody else. So Fox is big. Because but that's capitalism. You can watch what you want to watch. Not disputing that. What I'm saying, believe me, we're on the same page when yeah. it comes down to that. What I'm saying to you is the reason why the average person doesn't know about it is because all the other media companies are not talking about it. That's why the average person doesn't know about it. I, I don't and have a TV these days. You know, I'm, I'm really struggling to buy a TV. Uh, times are tough. Let's uh, get a we donation. We broke a couple of them. Can I, we get I, one I, of the broken uh, Mario ones? Mario already, uh, hey, already denied that. Hey, However, I don't watch the typical news, but I will say that if you Google. You said the average person. I didn't say the average Adam Sosnick stud, you know, uh, uh, quality, quality guy. There he is. There great he is. Content. So, thank you. Pat, I know you got a hard stop. Yeah. All right. My 945, qu- 11 minutes. Okay. Hard my stop. Question, not a hard stop. God forbid. My question is this. All right. They've broken records today. Yes. The wonderful audience. Do they get some sort of reveal? 
Well, if we get to 1,000, if we get to 1,000, which we're at 931, let me tell you what I got over here. Okay, I was going to do it later on. That's a big box right there. That's a big-ass box. This just came in from Simon & Schuster, which is uh, the books. By the way, if you see this right here, this is not the real book from Simon & Schuster. When you open this up, it's just a sleeve because we've never gotten it. It's fake news, everybody. This is actually, (laughs) let's look at what You can't believe it. The media. This is actually the Demographic demographic Cliff by Harry Dent Jr. Great book. It's just a sleeve. The real book, I've never held a, a copy of the book, and the real copy of the book is right here. If in the next 11 minutes we crack a 1,000, I'll open it up. If not, I'm going to do a review with a live elsewhere. But So put a thumbs up, thumbs down, share it with others for us to do this. Let's finally, let's wrap it up with a topic here. We can do with that, or we can go to, uh, uh, let me see what we can do. Let's we ask can, the crowd what they want us to cover. If you want that. us to cover the biggest bounce back of the stock market from 18,000, to 27,000, we can talk about that. We can talk about Palantir's IPO. Yeah, we, about we can talk about AMC's 15 cents that caused the stock to go up 24%. Or we can talk about the NBA picks, which is who Adam has winning the championship with the brackets, who Josh has, and who I have picking. Here's, I think this is, uh, yeah, uh, he, he has this one here. I got one. You tell us which one you want us to talk about. We'll touch that topic there. So what are the choices? Stock market? Stock market. Movie theaters? Movie theaters, 50 NBA? NBA picks? Here's who wins this year. He's got right uh, there. Trump winning the Trump NBA. So Trump wins <laughs> the NBA. Like he beat their viewership into absolute oblivion. They can't even catch up with Fox News. But Trump let's talk wins. about AMC. Let's talk about AMC. Here's, let's talk about AMC. Okay, so AMC did this. AMC did this. Okay. AMC just came out announced that movies are coming back. Okay, movies are coming back. And there's going to be 15 cent movies, okay? Same price as opened up in 1920, which was 100 years ago. Which You're was going, dur- during the Great Depression. By the way, what a creative <laughs> method of, uh, creative uh, way of going back and saying the tickets remix, are 15 right cents. More than 600 theaters will open up by September 3rd, okay? And based on this announcement, AMC rallies 24% after announcing theaters will open August 20th which is only 100 locations, and then September 3rd will be 600 locations, 15 cents, uh, AMC. Do, AMC was this close to filing a bankruptcy. Do you think this is going to help them make a comeback? Will they stay in business, or is their model pretty much a dead model and they have to pivot fairly quickly? I'm going to tee this up for my friend Josh Go right for here. it. The 15 cents is peanuts. And speaking of peanuts, how do these movie theaters make all their money? Joshua, you tell us, buddy. Thank you so much, Adam, for setting me up for that dunk. It's like yes. Kobe and Shaq. Yes, here. yes. Most people, Slam it home, buddy. Most people don't realize that 100% of the ticket price at a movie theater does what? It goes back to Hollywood. It goes back to the movie. It goes back to the production houses and stuff. Most people don't realize that all a theater is, literally all they are, is an overpriced snack machine. And I want you to start thinking about some of the expensive real estate that they take up and realize they make zero zero money on admissions. Now, I don't know how it works with the ticket. I don't know if Hollywood's getting screwed on that 15-cent 15, 15 uh, ticket price, as this is their big screw you, or if they're having to absorb a portion of that loss or what. But all they're doing is selling snacks. They're selling snacks. I think if you watch, there's actually a viral video going around, and it actually broke my heart because there was a theater owner and he was counting on the big comeback for theaters was going to be Mulan. All right. And what does Disney do? 
Disney says, we're going to take Mulan straight to streaming. All right? They already had all the ads up. They had bought all of the cardboard things. And there's a viral video going around of this theater owner, and he takes a bat, and he just beats the crap out of this huge uh, Mulan deal that's in his deal. And I think that he has a right to be upset because if Disney's saying, yeah, we're going to send you Mulan, we're going to help. Like, dude, Disney wouldn't be Disney without movie theaters. Just be real, okay? This, to me, is kind of biting the hand that, 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 that feeds you. Like, movie theaters are what made Disney Disney because people loved going to the movies. But it's changed. The model has changed. I mean, Trolls, you know, they came out. A Trolls World Tour, World Tour came out. They put $90 million into the movie. The opening box office on demand, meaning Apple TV, all that other stuff, did $100 million. And now you talked about it, that they're, they're talking about only five blockbuster movies per year, okay? So now the idea becomes these guys are trying to find a way to not need theaters, right? I don't want to go through relying on movie theaters. I think movie theaters are going to take a massive hit unless unless the same model as uh, malls that we talked about on I was just going to say that, man. But unless if they change. It's like got to be experience. Like it's got to be entertainment. It can't just be a movie. Let's talk about who really killed movie theaters, okay? Because it used to be on Friday night, if you wanted to get a little kissy kissy, all right, if you then you had to take the girl out to Red Lobster, get some of those cheddar biscuits, all right. You maybe had to order something that on the I'm higher. Gonna, I'm gonna take you out to that Dallas, Texas Red Lobster, baby. Come okay, on. and then you had to take her out to the movies, right? It was a whole experience, and then at the night, she plants one big old wet kiss right on your your beautiful Christian American lips, all right? And that's that's all you do, but it's very enjoyable. I'm creeped out right now. Netflix and chill absolutely killed the the American movie industry. That's the idea. Because yeah, dudes exactly. realized, hey, I could buy a $15 a month subscription, buy my own snacks, and then go over to her house and get some snacks. That's capitalism right there, buddy. Why do I got to do all the parading around, the, so, the wine so and dine Adam, in 69? Just come us, on through. You tell us here. What do you think is going to happen here? AMC. Is this a good idea to do 15 cents to come back? Do you like the next innovative campaign? I mean, they got to do something to get people in the doors. I mean, the last time I don't go to the movies all that often, you know, I'll Netflix and chill it up. But the the last few times I've gone to the movies, like you're sitting in these like Cadillac type chairs, you're sitting in these ridiculous chairs, you're ordering literally steak at, at the uh, at the movie theater. The things are changing. Like you've said um, in the. Um, that's so funny. Somebody said, don't worry, Adam. You creep us out, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, you sit in these Cadillac chairs. Yeah, dude. Saying, Drink a but soy just, latte. Just, just like you said in the uh, – we talked about in the malls. Like, you can't just go for shopping anymore. You got to go for entertainment, amusement, um, roller coasters, what have you, merry-go-rounds, Ferris wheels. You're not just going – you can see a freaking movie anywhere at this point. You can stream it on basically anywhere, you know. So you got to go to the movies for something different. And like Josh alluded to, they make all their money on the snacks, on the snack bar. Spend $17 for nachos and popcorn. Well, to, to wrap up, the good news is the market is back. At this point, the market has come back. It uh, hit a low of 18,000, 18,800, 18,6. Which was Obama's at, high, was Trump's yeah. low. And then now it's 27-something thousand. And obviously, it's uh, Kai, if you, if you can pull it up, Pull up Dow Jones just for us to look at how low it hit the last six months, just to have the visual and go six months. Right there, it said six months. Yeah, go six months. Look at the bottom. Click on the bottom number, the bottom uh, red. Yeah, go right there. 18 what? 18591. Which, by the way, I have friends 
who sold $10 million of their mutual funds and went cash when it hit 18.5, okay? Ugh. Because they were thinking it's gonna go to 6,000. And we did a video about the pandemic saying what the market's gonna do within six to 12 months. You of called the, it. Yeah. Within you showed to, the patterns. And the patterns showed it's gonna come back to being exactly what it was before. And that's exactly what happened. But the thing is, there's a couple things. Morgan Stanley came out. So, so two companies, very interesting by the way. Goldman came out, Morgan Stanley came out. Goldman said the market is going to go and drop and have one of the biggest drops ever, Goldman. This is as of when? This is two weeks ago, a week okay. ago. This was a week ago, matter of fact, not even two weeks ago. You know what Morgan said? Morgan said it's gonna be one of the biggest bull markets you'll be facing for the next few years. And which one's handling your money? Uh, uh, well, you, you don't put 100% with one of them. Right. Goldman's one of them, but I worked at Morgan Stanley Dean. What about Morgan's obviously bullish and yeah. Goldman is bearish? Well, it just goes to show what? What's that? What's the point? Nobody knows shit. No, nobody knows what's You get all these experts that full on experts are saying one thing, full on experts are saying another thing. Nobody knows. How many people saw the coronavirus coming? Yeah. How many of these experts saw that? Well, th th several people did actually behind closed doors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. To all of the people watching, you want to know why to politicians. Vote? If you want to know why to vote for Trump, or look down there. That's five years. That's five years. So let's go back all the way to when Trump gets into office and just look at that perpetual climb pandemic. Or I like to all say, right, let's not turn this into a Trump propaganda party because we can look at what Bill Clinton did. We can look at what George W. Go Bush Max. did. We can Max. Look, oh, we perfect. Can, we can look yes. at. Um, we yes, can look do at, it. Um, let's what do Obama it. Obama did. Let's look at all of those jackasses that ran for president, and then let's look at what Trump has done. You got to look at percentage. Look Josh. at all you can't just of look that at a chart, buddy. You got to look at percentage. Buddy, he's grown, buddy, buddy, hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay, he's grown the stock market by about thirty-three percent. The entire right, let's not stock turn this market. Show into a propaganda. Let's just let, let's Bro, keep. Bro, it's let's not keep propaganda. This, uh, it's truth. It's propaganda only because you don't. Like Dude, what it says. My net worth has gone astronomical under Obama and even more so over Trump. So I'm not hating on the stock market going up. I'm good. I'm just letting you know that under Clinton, the stock market has risen tremendously. Te under Obama. Te technical question for you. Technical yeah. question for you. I'm actually really curious. Under under which president do you think your net worth is going to current going to continue to grow under Biden administration or Trump administration? I think it's not. It's literally irrelevant. You what? You yeah. really believe that? I'm going to go out and crush it so, either way. So no, no, and no. For no, everyone no, else no, out there, not, do not remember. Do no, not rely on a president right. to make you wealthy. No, but your point, your point was the fact that your investments did good during Obama and your investments have done good during Trump. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Not whether you're going to make money or not. Of course you're going to make money or not if you're a worker and you have a strategy that's going to make money. Mm -hmm. Under which one do you think your investments are going to grow more, under Trump or Biden? Well, let's look at the track record. Where, where did my money grow under – did my gr money grow more under Obama or did it grow more under Trump? You got eight years against four years. Tell us. Okay. Well, my money was doing great under Trump for a while, and then what happened? Coronavirus. Happened. Boom. So yeah. that's where we are now. So no, but you still haven't answered my question for. It. I'm going to ask you the third time. Maybe yeah. third time's a charm with you. Under which administration are your investments going to continue growing? You're saying better? moving forward. Will it be better under Biden or will it be better under Trump? More than likely, I'll have an answer for you next episode. Uh, Tune you can't in. Do the candy. Let me tell you. No, no, you can't do that. You got to give your answer. The viewers are want to okay, Which one is it going to be? If it's you're talking just the stock your market, if you're only, talking about just, just investments, I've been as specific as I've been the three times I asked you the question. I don't know. You
you probably got to go so, with Trump on okay, that one. Okay, no. so, but mm. by the way, you know what Trump just announced this morning? He announced this morning that he's even thinking about bringing capital gains lower from 23% to 15%. Do you know what happens if he brings it down from 23 to 15 Bonuses for yeah, everybody on the floor. That's the point. He's saying from 23 to 15%. That's even more for those that are the job creators and everybody else. I got a question for, for you. Creators. All these people that you that you um, you were talking about who were selling, these guys are worth money, 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 money. And I mean this with without disrespect. What the fuck is wrong with them? Why would they sell? I mean, the lessons have been learned for years and years and years. You why don't do you sell think, at the bottom. Why, why you do don't you sell. Think? Why do you they fear? were absolute panic. They were peddling in peddling in fear. Think? It's 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 fear. it's the same thing that's worked fear. on a lot of different people for many years. This is but it's the same new. thing they must have experienced in 0809. How did they not learn their lesson? Well, life changes when you're in your mid 60s versus mid 40s. Oh, these are older people. This is older people that have tens of millions of dollars. It's it's a different audience. We're and talking how, where, about. what are they saying now? They're 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 furious. The one they, of, yeah. one of the spouses is furious that the other one recommended him. I mean, they, if they sell. were in their 60s, they were in their 50s. They must have learned their lesson in 08, 09. They didn't sell that. We all have. I it's know crazy. I've made some uh, dumb investment decisions. Buy and hold, buy and hold, and buy and hold. Speaking buy of buy-in, and speaking yes. of buy-in, go over to Amazon right now and grab your copy of your next five moves. Maybe you're sitting right now in a basement wondering how to do something great with your life. <laughs> this book right here has taken one of our interns, Paul, one of the new guys, Pat went over, destroyed the crap out of his television, his computer, made him stop watching porn and playing video games, and said, Paul, I'm going to help you build something out of your life. And right now, Paul is going through yeah. he's going through a boot camp of business. Let's just call it the business boot camp. We should trademark that. The business boot camp right there. It's right here in this book. Trust me, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of information right there in these pages Go to Amazon. Go check it out. Put a link it. below in the comment section for people to go so everybody has that. Guys, I'm going to probably do a live on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter today to reveal the box. I haven't opened it yet. We'll probably do it sometime this afternoon. So hang tight for when that. When is the actual book book launch? comes When's out the book next coming Tuesday? Out? Book comes out next Tuesday. That's what? Tuesday Amazon what? and Barnes & Noble on the 18th is Tuesday when the book the comes 18th. out. Tuesday Boom. the 18th. Boom. Let's do the damn thing. Go place your order if you haven't already. And by the way. When is our next episode so we can tell everybody? Are we going back to Wednesday next week? Next Wednesday, 8 a.m., same time. See you there. Put a thumbs up, subscribe, and click on that notification button so every time we come out, you're one of the first to get it. We were 50 away from cracking a thought. We haven't hit it yet, but some tells me we're going to crack it next time. Have a good one, everybody. Have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.